Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Can't you celebrate with me? That is absolutely amazing. We have done amazingly with God's help this year and uh, we have not been held back in, in, in any way. Well, we've been held back in some ways, but we've kept bringing it every week. And I just celebrate, you know, all the, the energy and the creativity. If there's one thing you can say about this, just the, the immense amounts of, of, of creativity is just so inspiring. And, you know, I can tell you that no matter what, um, Church Online is here to stay. Um, and from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you to those of you who have continued um, to give faithfully um, during this year. I thank God, really, for a church that believes in bringing tithes and offerings and, uh, and making that a priority, knowing that that's a route to a blessed life. And um, also, I just wanted to say... Um, you may have noticed some of you that there's been an omission um, and uh, it's a deliberate one. I didn't feel, I didn't feel it was appropriate to um, bring a vision offering at this time. Um, I just felt it was insensitive to be speaking about that. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not believing God for some great things. In fact, you know what? I'll be honest with you. If there's someone out there who's got 87,000 pounds or part of it, who wants to contribute to some media equipment that we need, then uh, listen, this, if, if you're watching this for anywhere in the world then, uh, and the Lord touches your heart, then we are happy to receive it. Just make sure that you can, all you just need is send the offering and wrap media on the envelope or on the, on the bank transfer. You know what? Because we're believing for great things. And I think it's important, important to say that because just because we've been restricted and limited it doesn't mean God is. God has not been on lockdown. And he has not been held back. And he is not behind schedule. And he will build his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Can you believe that it's in a couple of weeks, it will have been a year since we were plunged into full lockdown and doing church online. And we had to, in an instant, learn to fly the plane and build it all at the same time. Um, I want to I wanna celebrate, again, the epic amount of effort, creativity, and energy that has gone into making church happen this year. And I thank God for a fantastic team of people that Lynette and I get to work with. Apart from a global pandemic, there was a global outpouring of anger, fueled by the killing of George Floyd and a much needed conversation about race and reconciliation. Heart Church felt the impact of that. And we thank God again for all those who had the courage to share and trust us with their story. Race and reconciliation must be part of our ongoing vision at Heart Church. This is not a political agenda. This is a humanitarian one. And as a follower of Jesus, it's a spiritual one. Genesis 9, 
Verse 6 says, God made human beings in his own image. Every human being is made in the image of God. We as um, a staff, eldership and trustees, uh, committed to do some um, equality, diversity and inclusion training. And we did this at the beginning of the year. Um, and we are fully intending to add to this before the end of the year. This is an ongoing conversation. Um, and we, we as a community have got our L plates on because it can't just stay a conversation. It's got to also uh, be action. And when I talk about, when I'm talking about L plates, I'm talking about listening, learning, and loving. To listen, to learn, to love. And, uh, and that's what we must, must keep doing. Um, because it's, it's true for all of us. We need to keep listening to one another, learning from one another, and loving one another. And I just thought I'd throw this in for free. Um, if you've enjoyed um, a Zoom call or a FaceTime or a WhatsApp video call, um, then we can actually thank um, an American uh, uh, Indian uh, called Nasir Ahmed or Indian American called uh, Nasir Ahmed. And uh, he invented the discrete cosine transform, um, which, as we all know, um, is to do with data compression. I had no idea. I had no idea what the discrete cosine transform was. But I do know about video calls and what a blessing they have been during this season. The fact that we haven't been able to meet up with family, but we have been able to at least talk with all its limitations over, over video and over the internet. Well, you can thank Nasir Ahmed for that because he was the one who invented the technology uh, behind that or the, the discrete cosine transform behind that in the 1970s. So we say thank you to him for that today. I also want to say that um, this conversation has put a fire under our continued um, development involvement of women in leadership at Heart Church. And tomorrow actually is International Women's Day. And so there is something appropriate about the timing of this announcement. Um, I think if our dealing with this was on our school report, it would read, doing okay could do better as Heart Church. So we intend to do better. Um, we um, have a leadership team which deals with all the management and oversees kind of the running of, of, of Watch Your Heart Church is made up of staff members. Uh, Lynette has sat with me uh, on that team um, and um, we've, uh, with immediate effect, um, added two other ladies to that. In fact, Tamsin Ritchie and, um, and Leah Copsey. Uh, they will be added to that team um, with immediate effect. And um, I'm also making a commitment that we'll have um, women in eldership before the end of the year. And, you know, I can 
almost feel some, some, not all, but some bristling, saying, oh, does the Bible say, does the Bible say we can do that? Well, we're not railroading this. We assure you we're going to, we have already um, made a good journey by taking a fresh and open look at the scriptures. And we are going to take uh, the congregation on that journey as well, specifically teaching around women in leadership because we believe that the Bible supports this. And you know what? If anyone raised the profile of women, it was Jesus Christ. Jesus consistently raised women to the surprise of many um, around him because of the culture at the time. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to say this. And uh, yeah, we're grateful. We're grateful um, for a roadmap out of lockdown. And, you know, well, what is that going to mean for us? You might remember that we had sought to have in-person services in January and then with an incredible sense of timing, this new variant came out and uh, kind of scuppered that. We could have gone ahead technically, but we just felt that it was inappropriate. Um, so we, the, Kings, the Kings Meadow campus uh, has, has, was, because of the COVID crisis, uh, not available to us. Anyway, we plan to have 50, uh, not more than 50 people uh, watch our broadcast uh, from the city site. And whichever way you look at it, that it's, it's going to be an inferior experience because people are going to have to wear masks. They, they can't sing. Uh, they're going to have to be observers. But anyway, as I say, we pulled that because of the um, the variant. Um, and so now with this roadmap of, of coming out of lockdown, we are going to, from Easter Sunday, um, fire up our plan to open the doors of Cityside. Um, we can't open the doors of KMC because that's being used as a vaccination center for the foreseeable future. But we, uh, and we can open up from Easter Sunday, again, for not more than 50 people, that, that we can, you, you'll be able to book those places online. Um, and then, no earlier than the 23rd of May, that's the absolute earliest that we can consider hiring a venue where we can meet at 50% capacity. So, that's the 23rd of May. Uh, it sounds a little bit far away, but hey, we've got to go at the pace the government has set us. So the 23rd of May would be the earliest, and that would only be at 50% capacity. And then, of course, it will be the end of June, uh, 21st of June onwards, where we can consider 100% capacity. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Wow. Anyway, how exciting is that? And all that I've shared with you is subject, of course, to government guidelines. Um, so, as we emerge out of lockdown, um, blinking in the sunlight of our new normal, as it were, what are things going to look like? Well, the, the world's changed. And although we know the world's changed, we don't know in what ways yet the world has changed. 
So as I come to speak to you today for Vision Sunday, it's, it's difficult to, um, to bring certainty in a time of great uncertainty. We didn't just press pause last March and then at the end of this June we'll press play and everything will be as it was. Um, that, that just can't be possible. And there's no doubt that in, in making sense of, of what looking forward looks like, we'll need to keep glancing over our shoulder at what we've just survived. However, with all the uncertainty, I believe that there are some things that we're just have just as certain, if not more uncertain, uh, if not more certain. In the video um, that you saw in the last six years of various versions of Vision Sunday and various versions of me with a beard, without a beard, slimmer, heavier, help me Jesus. Um, and in the 2020 version of me, I wasn't just carrying a vision, but unbeknown to me, an aggressive tumor that wanted to take me out. This version of me, the 2021 version of me, is one that the loving Heavenly Father has brutally pruned, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And last year saw some very dark days. But the cancer diagnosis was an opportunity to reevaluate. I've been humbled and reminded of my limitations and that God doesn't have any. I'm reminded that I can't make it happen. Only God. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. We're talking about vision, but we have to say again, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. I have been reminded of what I am about. And uh, funnily enough, um, fits at the beginning of our briefing today before Vision Sunday, he took our vision booklet and, um, and he reminded us from Isaiah 61. And this is, this is so what I am about and I've been re-reminded of it and, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible says that, and it's what has been the, the leading scripture over my life, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Goes on to talk about comforting those who mourn, provide for those who grieve, bestow a, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. It goes on. This is powerful words, and it is our, it is our road, Matt. For more than 30 years, Lynette and I have devoted our lives to serve God in this cause. And while the Lord gives us strength, we're, 
we're going to continue to do so. We believe in people and God's incredible plan for their lives. So how do we see this year? Well, firstly, as a church, as exciting as the thought of getting together is, we need to recover, rebuild and restore. We need to take a look again at what we look like. I also want to add another R word, recalibrate, because I think this season has helped us understand. And I, and I think, personally, that in some ways the meaning of being a Christian had, has drifted. Um, and the pandemic has given us opportunity to realign with a fresh point of reference. That would get us back on track. Because being a Christian is not living my life as I want and going to church on Sunday. Or just watching a message online. This is so important. You know, I might listen to worship music, but I am, am I a worshiper? I might watch a message, but is that message impacting my life? You know, watching the meal being cooked is not the same as eating. We don't just fit Jesus into our busy lives, but our lives belong to Jesus. Being at KMC, being at KMC was never intended to be a long-term option. Honestly, I thought, I thought that it would be very short. I saw two or three years, and in 2016, when we began this journey, that seemed very feasible. Um, and things haven't gone that way for various reasons, which I'm not going to go into now. It's just the way it is. But I want to say to us that, that we need somewhere to call home. Um, and that, that, that agenda hasn't changed. It's just that, and hear my heart, as great as KMC has been, it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy with bumping in and bumping out. And, and I just sense that this is a time where we as a church should be putting our energy into building people. Um, building the church rather than just a Sunday event. Now, don't get me wrong. Am I saying we're not having Sunday events anymore? No, I'm not saying that. It's part of who we are. It's part of what we do. But I want to have things set up in a way so it doesn't take up so much of our time, effort, and energy, and we can put that into building people. So, listen, we need somewhere to, to put our stuff up and leave our stuff up. I don't believe that... City site is really an option, uh, but you know what? I'm saying, Jesus, whatever, help us, please. But we need a building. Pray for us, pray for us, pray for us. Because um, we need, we need if, we, if we can find somewhere where we can put up our stuff and leave up our stuff, it's going to make a massive difference. And I'm not saying, don't hear, oh, well, that's it. We're not going back to KMC. I've not said that, uh, we, we, but we're on a journey. We're on a journey again. We're just trying to find our way. Okay, Lord, leaders, show us. Help us, help us to know what to do. I just believe that as a church, in order to recover, rebuild and restore, we, we, need, to, we need to put our own oxygen mask on first. You know, I don't know. Uh, I used that phrase a while ago. You know, when, you, when you're taking off on a plane and they use that example... Um, we're doing the safety procedures. They always say, put your own 
oxygen mask on first before trying to help others. And, and I believe that as a church, we need to do that. We need to put on our own oxygen mask first so that we can help others. We need to readjust and we need to see how God would have us serve our city. I think with that in mind, I just want to say, and I feel that because of that, right now, we need to entrust the reaching of our 10 cities, um, that part of our vision to God. I think that it's not going off the agenda at all. It's part of our vision, it's part of our book, but it's got to be, we've got to choose what we focus on. And part of my reevaluation is to understand that, you know, I can't make this happen unless the Lord builds the house. But I believe that God is going to help us. And if nothing else, I would say that during this season of the last year, we've actually found that, you know, maybe, maybe reaching 10 cities uh, can be done in a different way. I think, you know, our journey of technology has helped us understand that this could be a very feasible and possible way of doing it in the days ahead. But for the immediate future, we need to put our, on our own oxygen mask and we need to focus on building up who and what we are after this season. So, um, this next part, um, some of you will have already heard, but well, it's because I spoke about it um, a year ago and I feel it's so relevant to us today. From John 15, and last year we talked about it and I'm just going to remind us of it. It's about our connection to God. In John 15, 5, the Bible says this, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. I think our connection to God is so important. We want to we wanna go on a journey again of just reconnecting with God to help people with their devotion. You know, it's not just knowing about God. It's not just about being fans of Jesus, but about being connected. It's about His life pulsating in me and flowing out from me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And we're going to do our best to help uh, during this year, uh, help connect with God. We're going to have our worship evenings. We know you love, many of you have, have so engaged with our worship evenings, even in lockdown and, and online. So, you know, about every eight weeks or so, we're going to have a, a worship evening. Um, I've still got a passion to run our prophetic evenings, but not just to not just for me to speak into people's lives, but to coach in that, because I believe that we need to be people of the Spirit. Um, with that in mind, you know, connection to God, connection to His Word. Again, John 15, verse 7. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Discipleship is key. And I believe that discipleship is being equipped to love God and to live your best life. But to understand that living your best life isn't what you say it is, it's what God says it is. 
And I also think that, you know, we can no longer assume that people know the Word of God. Because so many survive on snippets and tidbits from Instagram and YouTube. And, and the root to power, the Bible says, is the Word of God living powerfully within me. Not just what I know, it's His Word living powerfully within me. We want to help with that. The word has to make the journey from my head to my heart. It's one thing about being entertained, but am I being changed? Obviously, our courses will keep running. And we also want to add to that various Bible studies, which we'll talk to you about throughout the year to deepen our understanding of the word of God. We're going to believe God for creative ideas on how to build people that they themselves will become influencers. You know why? It shouldn't only be social media creating influencers. God had the idea first. And I believe that God wants to raise up some influencers. Connection to God, connection to His Word, connection to each other. You know, vines are all about connection. Abiding in the vine. Connection to the life source. Connection to the branches. Jesus said this, and, and it was actually His parting words. So in John 15, 17, so this is my parting command, love one another deeply. You know what? This is not an optional extra. This is what church is. This is what's so important to me. It's not just an event we run. Church is a group of people who love one another deeply. Family is foundational. And, and after June 21st, and before the end of the year, listen, I want to encourage you. I want to, I want to encourage you to think about this, about what does it mean for me to love deeply? But I also want it to be practical. You know, we've talked about it, we've hinted about it earlier in the year. But from June 21st to the end of the year, what about having someone or a couple or a family around for food from a different cultural heritage to yours? What about that? What, what about you inviting someone around to your home or to your garden and opening, opening up your heart and, and sharing food with someone? That's what family does. It's just a tiny start, but it's a start and it's something that you can plan. That's your homework. That's, that's something that you can participate in and contributing to who and what we are and to the reality that family is foundational. If we're going to build community, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to talk, support. We need to learn, listen, and love. In fact, in the footnotes of the Passion Version, it puts it like this. Because we are all branches in one vine, if we don't love one another, it means that our fellowship with the vine has been cut off. Bearing fruit comes from loving each other. For the same Christ lives within every believer. Watch this. We are not branches of many trees, but of one vine. Come on. I love that. There's going to be a fresh focus on being connected through our life groups because I believe that by and through this, we, we, we create many front doors to our church. And I want to do that. I want to create as many front doors to our church as we can. Smaller environments where I can connect, care, encourage, and be encouraged and be cared for. We need each other. Guys, guys, we need each other. 
We need each other. And we have got people coming to us who need the love of Jesus and the love that we can give. We are going to be asking you to step up and be part of building community and connection. Connection to God, connection to his word, connection to each other, and connection to the world. John 15, 16, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. It's clear that what God does in us and for us is meant to have impact beyond us. And I believe that the pandemic has exposed the fragility and vulnerability of many people's lives. I believe that mental health is going to be an ongoing big issue. I think isolation has exposed and emphasized the need for community, for family. When we are kind, each of us can change the world one life at a time. I don't know, I was just reminded, when I was 11 years of age, which is quite a long time ago now. You know, my mom had multiple cirrhosis and home life was pretty rough. Uh, we were essentially, uh, me and my brothers and sister were carers uh, for my mom. The, the whole environment was consumed by that care. But there was someone, there was someone called Mrs. Batchelor. And uh, she was a single mom. And um, she, she had uh, five kids. And um, she... Uh, just invited me round to her home. Now she was, she was uh, from Jamaica originally, and so she invited me round as an 11-year-old boy. And let me tell you, I had food. I had food. That, that woman knew how to cook, and she knew how to feed me. And that's where I ate rice and peas and plantain and dashing and yam and sweet potato and bun and cheese and ackee and saltfish and oh my goodness. And she just blessed me with love, with cooking a meal. And, 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 and I want to say she was an influencer. She loved God and she was an influencer. And all she did was open her home, give me some food, show me some love. And it greatly impacted my life. She's with the Lord now. But, and she actually broke my heart. She took her and her family off to Florida when I was about 14, 15. But I wrote to her. I managed to reconnect before leaving South Africa, and I wrote to her. And I had the opportunity of letting her know what, a, what a, an amazing impact she'd had on my life. What am I saying that for? I'm just saying that, guys, you know, we talk about all this big spiritual so, uh, stuff. Sometimes it's just showing a bit of love, cooking someone's a meal, a meal opening the home, makes a world of difference. Connected to God, connected to the Word, connected to each other, connected to the world. I believe it's time for the authentic church to rise up. The authentic, genuine church, not Instagram church, not where if you catch me at the right time with the right filter, I look good church. Jesus died for more than that. And the world deserves better than that. The ABC of WOW continues to be our roadmap taken from Isaiah 61. Anointing, beauty, creativity, 
for the display of God's splendor, wow people, wow testimonies, living wow lives. These booklets are still available. If you are part of our church and you've never had one of these, uh, these are amazing booklets. They are beautifully produced. Uh, Andy and Ruth talked to you about them at the beginning. Hey, listen, uh, we, we, we still have some left. If you would, if you would like some of those, or uh, if you'd like one, if you've not had one, then please let us know because we want you to know what we are about. Um, different flavor, but I recently read this um, from, from a book, book called The Next Christian's and it just, it just got to me because of what I believe that the church should be for the communities around us. And he said this, he said, Restorers have a peculiar way of thinking, being, and doing that is radically different from previous generations, that's previous generations of, of Christians. Telling others about Jesus is important, but... Conversion isn't their only motive. Their mission is to infuse the world with beauty, grace, justice, and love. I call them restorers because they envision the world as it was meant to be. And they work towards that vision. Restorers seek to amend earth's brokenness. They recognize that the world will not be completely healed until Christ's return. But they believe that the process begins now as we partner with God. Through sowing seeds of restoration, they believe others will see Christ through us and the Christian faith will reap a much bigger harvest. I believe this. Luke 2 verse 7 speaks of someone called Simeon who says, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. I believe that a church moved by the Spirit will be in the right place at the right time. In the pruning of this last year, I've been reminded that first and foremostly, I'm a man of the Spirit and that I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to transform people and their lives. God wants to prepare an army of people who moved by the Spirit, touch and influence the world. On one particularly dark day last year when I was feeling sorry for myself, I felt the Spirit of God say to me, stop preparing for death and start preparing for a move of God. I believe that God wants us to do something, to believe for something, where multitudes find Christ and have their lives restored. I'm excited to meet again and see all that God has planned unfold. I'm believing for Lynette and I that our best days are still ahead of us. I'm believing for Heart Church that our best days are still ahead of us. This year will be about recovery, rebuilding, and restoration. Connecting to God, connecting to His Word, connecting to each other, and connecting to the world. May His kingdom come, and His will be done. In Jesus' name.
Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.